Hi friends, welcome to episode 39. Today I'm answering the question, how can I incorporate a simple play space into my living room? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, this is Danae. Welcome to episode 39. For anyone that's new to the podcast, this is a Q&A style show. So if you have questions, please leave those for me at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. And if you need more individualized help, I do offer coaching. You can find out more about that at simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. Today, I'm taking a question from Caitlin in Portland, Oregon. Caitlin wrote, I'd love to hear your thoughts on incorporating a play space into my living room. I have a 13-month-old daughter, and I don't have a designated playroom in my house, so I need to use our great room, which is a combination of living, dining, and kitchen as an open floor plan. I currently have toys and baskets on shelves because I don't want my living room to be taken over with toys and a kid look. I love the way you explain the need for toys to be visible and available for kids to see and explore, so I think I'll designate a few shelves to have simple toys openly displayed. What do you think about having a few bins? And what are your tips for incorporating a play space into the living room? Thanks for your question, Caitlin. I actually prefer joint spaces. I prefer spaces that children share with the rest of the family to store their toys. I prefer shared spaces because I think that kids use them more often than they do a playroom that's set off in another part of the house. Now, if you've seen my playroom video tour, which I'll put in the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 39, you'll see that we do have a separate playroom. Our playroom is actually our formal dining room that we've converted. We chose to do that because this room is right off of the kitchen, and I do spend quite a bit of time in the kitchen preparing meals, cleaning up after meals. So naturally, my kids would gravitate towards that area anyways during those times. So having a separate designated play space has worked in our house. But again, I don't think it's necessary. And I actually often prefer to have toys mixed in to the adult spaces instead. I think you can make it work either way. I've seen some really amazing play spaces in basements or in attic areas. And they're great and set up beautifully. The toys are well chosen but they don't ever get used because they're in an area of the house that the kids aren't in on a regular basis. Or they're in an area where the parents aren't in on a regular basis and kids tend to want to cling near to the parents. So I think choosing a spot for the toys that's going to be close to all the action is going to make sure that the toys get used as frequently as possible. I also love having kids share their play space with their parents and the rest of the family because I think that sharing space is really good practice. When we're teaching kids to clean up their toys, we're teaching them not only to clean up toys for themselves, but for the rest of the family too. I remember when I was a kid, I used to make a mess in my room and I would think to myself, why does my mom care so much? Why does she nag me to clean up my room? It doesn't really affect her. I can just close the door and she doesn't even have to see it. But when kids are making a mess in a shared space, in a space that's a living area, a play area, a kitchen area, all in one, it's easy for them to see the impact that it has on other people. When we're building a harmonious home, it's important that we have elements of interdependence. So it's important that our kids depend on us for things and we depend on our kids for things. 
it's all a part of taking care of each other. And that's what a family does. That means sometimes you're going to help the kids clean up and sometimes they're going to help you clean up and everyone's going to take turns and make the submission of the family together. Whenever it comes to cleaning up, whether it be cleaning up the toys or the dishes or the laundry, whatever it is, I think it's important to teach your kids to do those things for everyone in the family. So instead of just wash your own dish and take care of yourself, you have a night where you wash everyone's dishes and then the next night somebody else washes all the dishes. But emphasizing the need to take care of each other, to take care of siblings, to take care of the parents instead of just focusing on having each kid clean up their own mess. Placing that emphasis on interdependence of the family members can make a big difference in the way that relationships form and grow. So having a shared play space teaches kids that mess isn't compartmentalized. You can't just close the door and doesn't bother anyone else. Clutter affects everyone. So as Caitlin mentioned, I do prefer to have toys out and available and visible for kids so they know what their options are. But I'm also with her on the fact that I don't want my house to be overtaken by toys and by kid stuff. So I think having a few shelves with bins is fine. I just very much prefer to have clear bins or bins that have sheer fronts so the kids can see what's inside of each bin. Otherwise, you run the risk of teaching kids that they need to pull all the bins off the shelf in order to find out what's inside. I think having a sheer front bin or a tray that holds the items will help a lot when it comes to dumping and digging through these taller bins. One tip that I do have if you're going to have a shared play space is that you keep all the toys in one area. So if you can designate a corner or a certain part of the room for the toys, it will be very helpful. I really like having some sort of visual reminder. So maybe putting a rug in that area or rubber play mats that sort of sections off the area. Now this isn't going to restrict your kids to keeping the toys there per se, but it is going to give them a guideline of the designated space for the toys and will help to lead them and guide them to return those toys to their original place after they're done playing with them. Having some sort of guide on the floor of where the play space is will help with cleanup and will help with keeping the toys somewhat contained. And I think that if you have a shared play space, you're going to have to be extra careful about not getting overwhelmed with toys. If you find yourself dreading cleanup or feeling like the area is cluttered, you need less toys, not better organization. I'm also going to put a link on decluttering the toys in the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 39. So you can learn more about that. I do offer a toy detox course, which you'll find out more about in that post as well. And that's a step-by-step approach for minimizing the toys in your home. The takeaway for today is, yes, I think it's a great idea to integrate your kids' toys into your living space, but you're going to have to be careful to keep them minimal. This will go a long way for your own sanity and the sanity of your kids. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to stay in touch with Simple Families, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started and sign up for the email list. That's the very best way to stay in touch with all the updates for what's going on on the blog and the podcast and in the community. I'll talk to you soon. 